up all you schooling motherfuckers it's that time of the week again bitch it is old school new school comedy podcast i am your host the old school trash herself christy miller and i am very excited to actually we're starting off gay pride month happy pride to all my kings and queens and they's and them's and it's and that's and what's and everybody else i love out there And we're going to kick off this show with probably one of the straightest men I've ever known. (laughs) Uh, This dude is such a good friend of mine. He's hysterical. He's part of the new school generation, and uh, he's been in it about 10, 11 years now. He's super funny. He's He's a monster in the scene. He came up quick, and he's made a name for himself. So I want you guys to shout out to my good friend, comic and entrepreneur, Mr. Kenny Warren. Hey, thank you for having me. No. Appreciate you, you know. No, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, this we might did... be my first podcast of the year. Oh, look at me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm so glad you're here, dude. We've been through a lot together yes. in the few years that we've known each other. Mm-hmm. And I've watched you grow so much in the last few years. And uh it's pretty amazing to watch, and I'm very proud of you. And you're one of the few new schoolers that I've ever met that actually hustles old school. That's because I'm in age. I'm from the old school. Right, you know what exactly. I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm born 1972, so we the same era. So yes, that, we are, baby. You know, we come from like if you work hard and you're gonna win. If you don't win. Then you you're in last. If you it's no second, third place. Yep. We're going for first. If you wait place. first, you're last. Exactly. So that era meant you gotta work. Yeah, and it's 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 so funny when you see like you know comics that do start out in that new school era, of um, can you um hit that button on the right on that air conditioner, or whatever. Ah, oh, that's perfect. Ah, oh, no more humming in the background. <laughs> I feel like a Negro spiritual is about to come out that thing. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> but it's cool, though, because I see, because your experience in this industry is a different, is a different generation than when I started. So... But it's nice to see someone that is in my age group come in that in that scene with those young kids and just barrel past them because you still maintain that old work ethic. Well, absolutely. Like coming in as a, an older comedian, you're not the demographic that the clubs are looking for per se. So you have to figure out how to get on stage, how to build your name up as fast as possible so you can get into the mix. So I had to, you know, start making open mics and creating some shows that were at like restaurants up in Harlem. And, you know, it, it helped me by being on stage and it helped me to network by, you know, other comedians. Once you make the show hot and you start getting people out there to the shows, comedians want to be on stage in front of people. And that's how you build relationships. If you're a producer. Yes, it is. And, uh, it's yeah. And you nailed, you said something right there that I just have like the biggest issue with is the ageism. Like you and I are in that age group that that these comedy clubs are like, oh, well, you haven't done it yet. And, oh, well, we're going to kick the new kids that are, you know, they're kind of funny, but they could do something in the future. So mm-hmm. we're going to hang on to them. But 
fuck the older generation, the Gen Xers who have been doing this 20, 30 years that crush rooms. We don't want funny. We want young. And that's, you'll find that a lot of places. It's like a certain look or, you know, maybe they have a great podcast like this that like gets them in that position where, you know, they get a lot of spots. But, you know, hard work pays off. It's a lot of people in the city that like are out there and they're 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 banging on doors they're doing mics they're getting on shows and they're doing well and they're coming up too so i don't want to say that everyone is just you know young look good looking people that's making it but it 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 helps oh oh that shit helps man if i would have known then when i started what i know now i would have sucked all the dick in hollywood (laughs) (laughs) social media though too is 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 different oh my god yes you don't you can be a comedian and not have anything up of comedy and just get all your followers up. You got an OnlyFans page and you're posting things, sexy pictures, and now you got all these followers. And then you can say, I do comedy, and you can get on shows because you got 200,000 followers. Yeah, you can headline the Hartford Funny Bone or something and then put butts in seats because they want to see you spread your legs and do a you know an only fans thing and then they go you they you go knock knock who's there bitch knock knock who's there pull your pants down let me see what you got ho no one cares about your voice you said that not me i'm <laughs> not saying i agree or disagree but yeah what is this uh hollywood squares no, i'm just trying i disagree ah the <laughs> circle gets a square <laughs> i'm trying to keep my nose clean okay you know we got we got we got projects we trying to you know, get yep. cracking. So, you know. Well, I want to talk to you about something that you've done that I have not seen comics accomplish. And that is build a comedy club and your own community. Well, tell us about that, Kenny Warren. All right. So, you know, we had this um, spot down in the um, village, a nice, nice room that I thought it was always a nice room. People thought it was like, oh, this is just like a bar show. I just knew if you put a little love into it, you could turn into something, you know. So Gabe Dorado and myself, you know, they threw us the reins and just told us turn it into a comedy place. So we made shows, organized it so it had shows seven days a week at uh, 6, 8, 10, and midnight. And then we ran open mics at like 4, 4.30. That way, we took the open mic money, invested it in the lights, the sound, and the decor of the place, and we just turned it into a comedy community. People like yourself helped build it. So it, it wasn't like we built it alone. It was like by the comics and for the comics was our mantra, and we, we called it the dojo, and that's that's how we built it. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a, it's fubu for comedy. Right. <laughs> no, it was, the dojo was great, and... Watching you guys build that from an empty storage room in the back of a bar on McDougal Street and turn it into an actual comedy club that was packed out and doing four shows a night, it's pretty incredible. Like, I'm really proud of you. Like, it's a huge ordeal. It's it's amazing. I appreciate it. And it, the whole thing was just, it was dope to watch it grow, to, to, to have an idea, and then to, like, set it out there and then to execute. And then... You saw how it just built. It mm-hmm. kept building. A lot of comedians got opportunities to to stay on stage, uh, to and and to be a part of a of, of like a, a brand. We got posters on the wall. You're on the wall. You know, yep. color posters that, you know, and a lot of different colored people. So it was just it was a real good hub for comedy. It was a really great eclectic group. 
that is in there. And my favorite thing, this is one of my favorite things, when my when you put my picture on the wall that time and there was two of them. <laughs> See? That lets you know. That you lets me know. That place, yep. though. There was two of them. I was like, damn, I'm the only one with two. That's right, bitch. What? <laughs> oh, you had two pictures. Remember that? And we had oh, to take one did. down and I took one home. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this bitch so funny, we're putting her up twice. <laughs> I still have it in my room. That's funny. I love it. That did so, happen. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you saw it too. You was like, I was like, wait a minute, I'm here and there, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, it's hard to see it. It's a dark room, so hey, if the lights are out. You don't see who's that up is, there. See, that was that was like I showed you love, but then I showed you Your love extra again. Love. See, like, see how that is. Like you must have had one of those sets. Yep. You, you know, when you get on the ground, your yep. feet be in the air and all that. I was like, yeah, she my hosting that up. skills and then my closing yeah. skills. <laughs> you was the, hey man, I'm telling you, you guys carried us. You got all the like the real like experienced comics, the 20 year comics that was at the pair like relentlessly like yep. you guys was there you guys was if I would I could call you late especially like, we don't even want to get nobody in trouble but during the pandemic it was just get you up and you guys would come through for me it was just yep. it was great no it was it was it was an honor to watch you and help you build that and, and to see how hard you worked and the blood sweat and tears you put into that yeah. and how you made it and it, you made it so big they opened a second location and that was that was like the icing on the cake to like all right, so this thing works. We we had it organized, you know, and you know everything. Is sometimes things have to change, and you know things did, and we're no longer like like connected to them in that you know booking situation. But just you know, I'm still go there and, and do spots and everything. Cause, mm-hmm. You know, if, if you build something, it's hard to just be like. Hey man, fuck that place. You know what I mean? You, like, you can't even, and, and even never it, do that it, anyway. It's negative energy. Yeah. So like you know, and uh, but I, I've gotten so many phone calls from different you know locations. Like, hey, listen, man, we we want you to we want you to come through and maybe you know take a look at this spot. So we got a new spot and uh, it's like 30th and Broadway. Uh, it's uh, called Jewel Thief, and this is the first time I've even told anybody the name of the place. I've just been kind of trying to keep it under wraps for of a while. Of course you will. Because I know that people are going to go to the place and be like, oh, I want to run a show there too. Yeah. But, um, yeah. no, we got, we got you know, we're running the place, you know, uh, for like five days a week. Uh, we're going to start out and, and just, you know, really focus on two days of, of the week and, yep. and focus our ads on all of that and, and, and build that up. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, we're actually starting our first show out is going to be a 6 p.m. show on the uh well not the first show but the, the second week is the is we're going to have a 6 p.m. show just we're inserting that because uh we got a, one of our producers he wants to do an lgbt uh uh show with all lgbt lineup and that's so wonderful gonna, that you know we're going to go ahead and let him do his thing yep so, representing yeah everybody's included you gotta yep. you gotta include people now yeah. make it inclusive you get more people to come out why yeah. exclude people yeah why would you want to alienate possible audience and possible good comics hey funny is funny if Thank you're you. funny you be funny to them too mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I always say nobody cares be funny exactly you know i don't care what your problem is i don't care what you look like who you sleep with what you identify as be if funny. you're funny then i'm gonna fucking die laughing exactly so so yeah that's what we're doing so we, we kick off the first two days the 21st and 22nd of uh, june uh 8 and 10 p.m shows uh me and gabe dorado we got a couple of other um 
couple of other people that are working with us. Um, Sienna Hubert Ross is running uh, our, our social media, so we got some young young blood to to, to handle to, that to, part. To handle that part. <laughs> get those hit those algorithms and yes, all that stuff. Exactly. So, That's what yeah. you need is like a twelve year old doing the social media. Yeah, man. Oh, it's, yeah. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. See, yeah. Steve, one door closes and a bigger venue opens. And that's the whole thing. You can't, like, it, it, it's, it's a moment where you get a little, you know, you get a little in your feelings because you're like, hey, man, we put a lot of, like like you said, blood and sweat and tears and time into that place. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you go back through your pictures and you're like, damn, I was at this place all the time. But it's like, I used to be in high school too. Yeah, exactly. So, I was just gonna say that. So yep. like, and then after high school was over, I wasn't like, I gotta go back there. You know, I gotta go back there. I don't want to leave high school. Yeah, I don't want to leave. This is this is so cool. How come I'm graduating? Why are you kicking me out just because I graduated? Right. Yeah, because you gotta. Now you got college. Now you got your life to lead. Exactly. Everything's yeah. a launching pad. And without a doubt, and you and you just and use it as a, as an example. You learn lessons. You learn about like signing documents and agreements, mm -hmm. and you learn about you know um, just how to actually run. An establishment because in the long run the, the biggest goal is i want to have my own comedy club in, yep. in different cities so i've got the the structure and, and all that down now it's just about you know getting the the, the the paperwork together so that you can go get those funds to to make those 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 happen it's execution again yep you know so i mean we've done things in the past so i mean i feel like whatever you're doing now you always got to look for, for the next project Keep that in mind. Keep it like right there because if something doesn't work out, you're always going to have that next thing ready. Yep. Always. Always look ahead. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and don't get too comfortable. That was a big thing Man. when I was coming up was Mitzi Shore was like that. Don't get comfortable, you know, because she wanted you to branch out. Right. Mitzi never wanted us to stay right. at the comedy store. And she knew there were comics that couldn't survive out of those four walls. Word. That they were perpetual high school students for the rest of their lives. And they're still there after 30 years. The same comics that I started out with are still there. And there's only a core of them. But then again, the ones that she would put, like, she pushed me out at the end when I was getting ready to come here. And that was like a big turning point for me. And that was a big reason I moved to New York because she pushed me out of the nest. And I came here with Paul Mooney in 2005, finally, because I'd been coming here since 2000, like the millennia, like 99, 2000. So when it got to that point, she pushed me out of the nest. Like she forced me out because I was too comfortable at the store. I was getting spots every night. I was hosting potluck on Sundays. I was crushing it in the store. But it's like back then, it didn't really matter yet because it was coming out of that slump. It was on its way back up again yeah. from the comedy dive that, that we took for a few years. And then pushing me out here. And I remember Mooney telling me one time he went back to L.A. and... Um, he went to her house to visit her and when she was very sick and he told her that I was with him and she went, oh, good. I'm so glad. Like she was so glad I got out of it mm -hmm. because in the ones that she really loved and really pushed, that's what she did to us. And I watched her do it to a lot of comics and I was like, why would you do that? They're so good. And I was like, oh, I know why she's doing it. And then it happened to me and went, no. OK, she's right. You know? Yeah, you got it. I mean. That was the one thing like I had to come to grips with is that 
can't get too comfortable. And Never. I, and, but I came to grips with it before the whole change happened. It just, I just, I was, I, I knew like, I did a show here at Comic Strip, mm -hmm. um, 2021. I think. Did you ever do that show? No. Uh, well, I did a show here um, for about two months, and like, and I was trying to branch out. You know, yeah, I was I still remember. at the other spot, but I was branching out. I was mm -hmm. trying to like make sure that I like had didn't keep all my eggs in one basket. And that, that I, I've always just been like, I want to keep my. I'm going to do a show in Queens. I want to do a show in Manhattan. I'm mm -hmm. going to do a show in the Bronx. That's how I'm going to start branching out now. Yep. No, you're smart. Mm -hmm. No, you've always been smart. I've always admired that about you, your hunger and your hustle. And a lot of comics will focus on one club yeah. and stay at that one club. You notice that every club it's has comfort. the... Yeah. It's like, well, I'm in here. That's enough. All right, cubicle comic. It's like, so you, well, it, 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 all right. Think about this. Okay, you you, you run into a comic on a Saturday night mm -hmm. that is in the mix, but they don't have a spot. They look so like dejected. They're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just making my rounds. I don't have any spots tonight. It's like, so that's where you got to draw the line and say. Maybe I should just go live. Maybe I should have just went out to a ball game or something. Just yeah. And 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 it has to be a balance too. You got to have a balance. I I try to do a balance. And oh yeah. Having a home now where I gotta, you know, do my yard and I gotta, you know, you know, fix things in the house and things like that. So, it's 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 helping me. It'll help you keep your balance and your sanity because you can get on a burnout, real quick. And I always tell um, comics like like one night. At, at the place downtown, I had a talk, Gabe and I were talking, this was uh, like pre-COVID, and he was asking me like advice and stuff, and I said, well, how many spots a night are you doing? He goes like three or four, and I said, and how many nights a week are you going up? About five or six, and I said, okay. After a while, your central nervous system is going to crash, and you're gonna go on autopilot, and you're not going to grow. It's like lifting weights. If mm -hmm. you lift too much, you're going to take longer to recover and you're going to get injured. Mm. I go, break it off. And I go, if you're going to do two or three spots a night, pick different five, 10 minute sets and work. You know, try that. But I go, just give yourself a break. Get Recharge your batteries. You'll yeah. come back stronger and you'll actually be more creative taking that time down. When I'm not working on a weekend, you know what the hell I do? Whatever the fuck I want. I don't hang out in a comedy club. Right. I know I should because I'm one of the old guys. You know, when I was your age, you know, I'm the get off my lawn kind of comic. You know? yeah. But I need to show face because like a lot of these kids now are running the clubs. Yeah. And at the same yeah. time, I'm like, I did this for a hundred years. I don't, you know, it's like, it's that dichotomy. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to live my life and write material and work on other projects. Yeah. And when I get a spot, I get a spot. If I don't, whatever. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a, that's another comfort level too, to be like, I've done this. Yeah. I know that, you know, I can, if I decide to get on stage more, I'll do that. But I can do this right here where I... Cause like right now I'm just like this summer is like okay we starting a couple of different new things I'm not like over I'm not trying to be like overboard with like oh I need to get this many spots a week and all of that or I'm or I'm I'm like no 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 if I get you know four four or five spots a week right now it's cool if not that's okay too um, I know that once you know the summer is over with and we get all of our different like you know eggs lined up and mm -hmm. it's going to be back to you know a busy schedule but 
I'll have it a little bit more where I'll have some people that's working with me. Mm-hmm. So I can be there most of the time, but sometimes I can take time off. Good. You need it. And yeah. it'll actually make you a better comic in the long run. Mm-hmm. And because you'll have more experiences like exactly. comics that live in the clubs. I go, what are you exposing yourself to? Comics. That's it. So go live your life. Right. Go watch a movie. Go take a walk. You know, go commit a crime. Do something interesting that you can write and talk about. Exactly. You know, it's just, it's so funny. Like, I'm actually, you know, now I'm like living my life again. And, you know, I'm dating somebody now, which is really bizarre to me because I never wanted to. I was like, nah, fuck that. And then it's somebody from my past. Oh. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, things come around. If, if it comes around again, maybe you should take a chance. Take Yo. a shot. Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. You know? That's what we're doing. We're, we're trying it. Because back then when we met, it wasn't good timing. Right. It was it was a really tough time in his life. And now things are changed now because we're both like, he's 51, I'm 52. You know, he's you know he's a lieutenant with the FDNY. Mm. And, you know, you know, his kid's grown. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Jesus. Let me hear an amen. Because <laughs> you know? I'm not a kid person. That's not me. And uh, so it's 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 nice because we get to spend time together again. That's nice. Man. Yeah, that's how it is with me and my ladies and mm-hmm. people like, oh, you got the house now. So you 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 thinking about kids? I'm like, yo, stop playing with me. Yeah. I'm 50 years old. Like, I'll punch you in the face. Yeah, if you say what that you again? want me to do? Die raising my kid? Right? Are you what, kidding? What are you, Al Pacino? Like- no, I'm not Al Pacino. <laughs> uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro is both tripping. Right, they out here competing to see who can have the the oldest uh, great great grandchildren ch- children. Yeah, give birth to their great great grandchildren. That's crazy. It's like it's like I, I was I was I'm actually impressed that this motherfucker can still shoot bullets. Man, I just know that. I thought it was a pop gun. The baby, <laughs> the dude is 82. So. Yeah. When he the had baby twins. comes, yep. He the baby's gonna need Pampers, and he will too. No, when the baby comes, he's going. Yes. So, <laughs> I'm friends with his sister. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember you was telling yeah. me that. That's that's still like, come on, man. Well, I remember when he was with Beverly D'Angelo. I still lived in Los Angeles, and they had twins. She was 47, and he was like almost 70 or 60, or he was in his 60s. Okay, 60 is like pushing it, but we're talking 82 years yeah. old. Like that, like. You know what, my man, you could, you're could, you still shooting. You, you you still had one little sperm that's like... That baby is going to be a Benjamin Button baby. Hell yeah. That's, that's old sperm. No, that baby's going to come out looking like an 82-year-old baby. <laughs> that's not... That's not... I don't know about that. That's not healthy. Uh, that baby's going to come out, get off my lawn. <laughs> he, They must have used frozen sperm. They had to. Because he's not... Like, he's 82. I don't... I think that still that's viable i don't think that works no more is it dust is it what is it what's the ma- right is it is it sauce is it like a what good marinade it? like is, or is it just straight mutts i mean i'm 50 <laughs> years old and i mean i i piss in morse code so yeah <laughs> like if you 82 come on man <laughs> that's a lot of pump fakes right i want to see i wanted to see i would love to have like that x-ray of his cock <laughs> shooting that one little sperm it comes out uh, with a walker with tennis balls on it <laughs> it's going towards that egg i'm coming 
for your little leg, bro. You know? uh, it probably looked like one of those break dancers doing the worm. Right. <laughs> it comes out, I got a coupon, <laughs> as he's trying to get That's into nasty. the checkout. <laughs> that is nasty. I'm just, oh, I God. don't know, man. This is a, it's a crazy world. But no, man, um, I'm I'm so like uh, excited about you know uh, this month um, starting these shows at this new place because it's a speakeasy vibe that we're trying to you know speakeasy uh, comedy lounge is mm-hmm. what we calling it. It's it's called the Lab Vault. Uh, Love it. My uh, my uh, company, Different Shades of Comedy. We uh, you know behind behind the, behind the whole thing, Different Shades of Comedy presents Lab Vault. Nice. At Jewel Thief. And so it's, I mean, they got amazing food. I mean, really good food. Um, uh, They got the the ambiance there is just, they got the, they got the like couches and but then you know it, it will have the the seating will be set up so that you know it's conducive to comedy but just to be able to lounge like that 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 vibe where you know it's like a Idlewild party you know right totally yes yeah, it's, it's, you have the comedy shows and then afterwards we'll still hang out you know yep. we'll still eat and have drinks that that and hopefully you know we'll get a an upper scale like uh you know crowd that likes to come out and maybe buy bottles and all that yeah you know that 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 always makes for the environment to be you know real festive oh hell yeah and it it makes people want to be there yeah and and just create that vibe of making people want to be there and put on some quality shows and then they'll be like what the hell is this This is fucking great yeah yeah people been hitting me up too already like 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 yeah man keep me in mind and it's like like at this point we just had two clubs we got a good you know, circle of mm-hmm. you know comedians that are at this level where we want the level of comedy to be. You know, right? We, we like we pretty much want the guys that were at you know the, the the main clubs, New York Comedy Club, and Gotham, and the Cellar, and 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 our old spot, and yep. you know, and 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 then you know, you know, we'll we'll we're gonna have less spots, so we'll, we're gonna want to take care of the comedians a little more and. You know, just make it a little more like uh Well, less is more. Yeah. Less is totally more. You I know. always believed in that. Yep. And the fact that... Uh, oh, I just lost my thought. That was so stupid because it was going right along with what you were just saying. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. You never notice... This is going to sound so shady, but I am shady, so go fuck yourselves. You ever notice the first people that jump out to jump on board are the lowest hanging fruit? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not going to even say nothing, but you know, yes. It's yeah. the low-hanging fruit. I always tell people, who's the first? I always tell girls, I say, who's the first guy to holler at a girl walking down the street? The loser sitting on a stoop, ain't got no job, ain't got shit to say and stand on, ain't got a pot to piss in. He's the first guy to holler at a bitch. And the last guy would be the good guy, the one that has a job and has his shit together because he ain't thirsty. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Because sometimes I'll be like walking down the street and thinking to myself, why did he have to say something? <laughs> he messed it up for everybody. <laughs> what about the nice guy that it was just going to say, hey, that's a nice purse you got right there. Yep. And without making a lunge for it, you mm-hmm. know, just, you know. Yeah. Mind, it ain't yours and mind your business. 
man, it's mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, I, I, I wonder about the dudes that just say stuff. It's like they feel like they're like a car alarm. If women walk past them, they have to speak. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro. Well, it's like if you throw enough shit against the wall, eventually one piece will stick. Yeah, but damn, you got to have, like, shoes on, you know? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. you know, there'd be a guy sitting right there with no shoes, no shirt, and just, hey, miss. Dirty you, as shit. Yeah, <laughs> miss, you look good today. It's like, she doesn't want to hear that from you. Yeah. I'm like, compared to you, yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just love when it's just, it's so funny to me how it's just when, when things start to pop off and, and, and you're at a certain level and then certain types of people will come at you hard. But I get it. it it's a hustle. But it's like you're hustling up the wrong tree, boo-boo face. Let's, yeah. Let's, you better stick to those weeds over there on the sidewalk before you come up this tree. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's a trip. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, at this point, I, I kind of want to start to um try to see if I can reach out to some of those guys that are, like, a little higher level. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, you know, say if they come to New York, we can get them to come through our spot and, you know, give them a good, solid you know, solid handshake. Just come through and do a quick, you know, something for it. So I, hopefully, I, you know, I can start to rub elbows with some some bigger wigs. And yeah, you just let them know they have a place to come work out when they're in town. Right. You know, the doors. You just let them know the doors always open if you want to come in and do a spot, do some work. Because a lot of us at that level don't get the stage time that these young jacks are getting because a lot of the shows are produced yeah. and a lot of them are their friends or they got in and, and their friends book the club so they get spots. So the higher up the food chain you get, the less spots you'll find yourself getting. Right. So it's always good to have a door open for you know a higher echelon comics just to come pop in and get a workout because I know a lot we a lot of us talk about it like man I need to work out I gotta get I have this project coming up and I'm only got a couple spots but I need to work. Yeah. And so um and some of them have hit me up if I know anything like you know just come is there anywhere I can pop in and do like a quick fifteen or twenty I gotta work on this thing i'm like oh you gotta ask this person or whatever yeah, yeah. it's changed a lot but if you do that they will come yeah i'm gonna definitely like and then you could even contract it out if somebody wants to use that spot and, and like do a, a one-nighter or something in the city and, yeah. and they can pocket some change and you get a piece of it and then you you know make a deal with them and then you know it's it's all a win-win yeah you, you, absolutely because it's just another it's another good look for your for your brand so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah no i'm not against and you're not thirsty nah. so they're not going to take it as that like some nah. people are because nah. i've i've been approached about me and my friends that i know in that level and i'm like mm, they would never i go don't even waste your time yeah keep it to yourself right right and don't put my name in it because i don't want no part of this yeah people would do that quick too yeah such and such said i should speak to you he's like oh yeah i'm like no they didn't like did they (laughs) did they i doubt it (laughs) i I usually warn people look some idiot's gonna come in and try to use my name please don't please no it's not me and just ignore them. I've done that many times. I go, they're terrible. Just let it go. It's just, just smile and nod. Well, you can as a as a producer, you you've kind of heard it all. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, I, we we ran shows uh, downtown for I don't know six, seven years, and mm-hmm. like I've heard every single. <laughs> 
Like you, you don't even like. I've heard. Can you people, tell me your favorite one? You don't. No, I mean, you don't not a, name it's names. Like, just it's like three favorites. One okay. um, was like. Tell um, me all three. One was like, um, I have cancer, so I'm trying to get as many spots as I can. Because you know, I you know, it's you know, I'm just like. <laughs> I kind of got mad about that one. I was like, yo, yo, like, you separate those two things, man. Just if you've got that cancer, we talk about that, and then we talk about the spots separately. Don't, because the dude, I saw the dude, like, I saw him, like, bomb for, like, 45 minutes at a show that I was hosting. So, so it was like, and everyone was doing well, and I, it was just like, so I don't understand how you can feel so free to just be like hit me up for spots after I watch that and then uh-huh. and then but then to say the cancer thing and then you know a lot of people they'll just be like yeah I got this big show coming up JFL um, audition and you know I, I just need uh, five minutes and it's like I've never booked this person before in my life and, right and right 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 me up like out of the blue yeah like hey and like, not like hey how are you Kenny I know we don't that, talk it's like, nothing it's like hey can I get five minutes yep. yeah I like, hate hey, that I got JFL can I get five and it's like I'm really not I'm not I'm not JFL like an affiliate of any kind like <laughs> so like I'm just running my shows yeah uh if you come down and there's some you know someone doesn't show up maybe but like just it's just kind of that was just kind of because they, they'll tell you about What's the how third big one? of the show well they'll tell you about how big i got this big show coming up and uh but they never tell you what the show is no, oh, i just got this big show and i was just wondering if i could do a little spot on your show like you got this big old show and you just want to just do a spot on my little show yeah i'm like N- i don't know <laughs> i don't know but they never. I love it because when they don't have one, it's like, oh, I got this big show. What is? It? Oh no, it's just big. You know, I I can't talk about. It. It's a big show. Oh, uh, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. You can't talk about it. Why don't you go out and come back in with a better excuse? Yeah, I've heard it all. So. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. I love. I remember when I used to do the late night show on Saturdays at Westside, when Gina Savage was still running it. Yeah. And the emails I would get. And I would literally have to say, oh, I don't book it. Gina has to approve it. And if you're not approved, you don't get on. And that was my way of saying, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. People we don't talk. Up. We've never been friends. And now all of a sudden you're hitting me up. You don't give me nothing, but you ask me every day for shit. Man. Bye. I got that for so many years. I got mm-hmm. that for so many years. And people, they hit me up so much. They 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 didn't realize they were really kind of like thought that I was like their their manager their agent because <laughs> they were like hitting me up for spots like every month. I had a dude that sent me his avails for three years and I've only booked them like a couple times and I was just like this dude is sending me their avails and then I didn't ask right and that's it's just crazy it's like man you that's very presumptive yeah and it's not and you and he he doesn't care that it doesn't work he just keeps doing it I'm like yo these dudes is crazy. It's just, yeah, people, like, they're so thirsty, and they just act like, oh, I'm just going to send it and pretend it, you know, and just and act like I belong, you know. Right. Manifestation, you got to act like you're there. Oh. Well, I can act like you ain't. How about that? Oh. I'm like, <laughs> if I didn't ask you for that, yeah. what are you doing? 
Yeah, I, I I don't send in avails to clubs that have never asked. And if I ask them and they say no, I just keep it moving. Right. There's ten thousand places to get up in oh, New York City. My God. You know, does it matter? It's just for me. I don't even care what the stage looks like. I'm working on shit. Like the record. I just put my album out March 24th. How yours on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Tidal, whatever you streaming music. <laughs> like that plug. And uh, they're already pressing me for the second album. Nice. So, because I signed a four album deal. That's so, good. Um, so I'm like, well, I, I haven't, you know, like the month of May, I've been doing so much PR for the album with podcasts that I've only done like three or four spots all month because I've been doing like one, two podcasts a day. Yeah. Just trying to get out there and get the album out there. So it's still, it's doing well. I mean, the feedback and the responses I'm getting from complete strangers is phenomenal. That, and, that's dope. And that's, that that's means the world brand. to me. Yep. It's all part of my brand. Authentically. Yep. And I don't have, I mean, I have a record company supporting me, but it's a, you know, I don't have like a big celebrity push or some big, you know, giant comedy club pushing it for me. It's just me. I'm yeah. a one-man band. And sometimes that's the best thing. Mm-hmm. I'm know. a foo-boo. <laughs> what's what's going to happen when it clicks and they grab you up? It's no it's no middle person. It's, it's, yep, it's just me. It's got their hand out. It's all you. So. Yep. Just keep doing what you're doing. Oh yeah, no, you, you know what to do. Oh yeah, I've I've been in this game 27 years. Yeah, it's just I just march to the beat of my own drum, because I am a woman. And do you, here's a great interesting thing I always want I want to ask you too. I always ask this of every guest. You know, especially like the female comics and stuff, and and male comics. I ask like you know when it comes to when because you produced a lot of shows and started comedy clubs and did all this stuff. And the thing I love about you is you don't give a fuck if it's male or female. It's funny. Yeah. And do you find how female, I don't want to say this to be too rude, but like some female comics that use their feminine wiles to get spots? It's, it, I've seen it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's happened. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's even worked on me. But one thing but you're is a man, it should. after. Like two two times, it's like third time they bomb. It's like I can't. Like I gave them an opportunity to get better. Mm -hmm. Gave them time in you between. You gave them three chances. And it's like I can't keep booking and paying this comic for the, them to go up there and without any like clues of like how to open, how to you know how to host a room. Close, how, yeah. Hosting too is a lot of people. Yep. You, you people, you know, they try. Hey, I can host and all that. And no, everyone can host. No, it's a different muscle than yep. doing a spot. You, yep. you have different responsibility. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the show isn't about you. Yep. You have to um, make it about the crowd to, to start you're out. The, you're the conductor of the band. Yes, and so, your only your show is only as good as your host. And a lot of people come out and they try to just tell jokes, and they and then the do jokes don't work, and then they try to lash out the crowd now the crowd is defensive. weirded out and defensive yeah. and now the whole show is is weird and everyone keeps saying that the crowd is weird and it's like it's just no it's not the crowd's fault it's your fault exactly and the comics that blame crowds i mean every once in a while you'll find just a shitty crowd and and it's but in the comics you can see them busting their ass trying to win them over and yeah. i watch and i'm like just some crowds just don't get it you know especially with these gen zers that they're really the formative years, like coming out of school and stuff, was through COVID. 
So how did they watch comedy? On a computer screen, yeah. on their phones. So they don't know how to be out. And I experienced that on Friday, on Saturday night, last mm-hmm. night. I experienced a young crowd and they literally said, we've never been to a comedy show before. And they didn't know how to react. Damn. It was, it, but they were adorable. I loved. I had a blast. You know me. I had a blast. Yeah. And I wore them out. But it was just interesting to hear them go. We've never been to a comedy show before. We didn't know what to expect. Mm. And I was like, it's you know. And even coming, you know, remember when we came out of COVID, and people would just sit there and watch. And you're up there busting your ass, and then you get off stage, and then they come outside, and they're like, oh, my God, you were so hilarious. And I go, well, I'm glad you told me now before I went home and killed myself because you all just watch. But then I realized they're watching like they're watching a TV screen, like it's Netflix. So when you're at home, you're not going to get all rowdy and crazy, like, "Ah!" and passing drinks and high fives and dying laughing and getting roasted. You're sitting there watching and go, wow, that's really fun. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. You know? And they got to learn. But it's just so funny when I watch comics go up and blame the audience because that comic sucked. Oh, man, I see it so many times. Mm-hmm. I, I always have a joke where if I hear like two or three comics say it, I'll be like, yeah, the comics, they've been coming back and they've been they've been saying that the crowd is weird. And I was like, no, 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 you're weird. <laughs> you know, that pedophile joke doesn't work everywhere. You can't always try it. Yeah. Work, read the room, motherfucker. Read the read room. The room. Well, that's why, like, when you, like, when I would do your shows and at, at the dojo, when I would come in, I'd be there on time or a little early. Yeah. Because I like to vibe the room. Right, I like right. to, I don't watch them. I feel their energy. And I listen to the MC and I take notes where everybody's from because there's nothing more annoying then every single comic going single on stage comic. going, where are you from? Where are you from? And I'm like, we don't care where they're from anymore, you prick. You should have been here on time. Yeah. And But that's why I vibe and I absorb or I'll ask the MC, where's everybody from? Okay, mm-hmm. that crowd's from Austin. This guy's are from New Zealand. This one's from, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I find out where everybody's at and yeah. then do my homework because I hate that shit. It's so fucking annoying. Well, just think how it is for a producer to oh, watch yeah. a show. And you want to kill yourself. Even if you're yourself. just popping in and, and you just keep hearing people saying, hey, so where are you guys from? It's like, just do your jokes. You know what I was, you know what I just wanted to call a show? So how is everybody doing tonight? <laughs> That's and, everybody's opening joke. How's everybody doing tonight? You really? good? No, we're not, asshole. We're not good. We hate you and this place. That's so... True. There's so many things in comedy though that are like that are like like te- it's like textbook, but then it's also like hack. It's like uh, when people say, uh, "So I'm gonna leave you with this." Uh huh. Oh, oh, oh! Before Janice Massetti always does this. She said, "I'm gonna put out a, a book called Before I Go." <laughs> See, well, I haven't heard a lot of people say that. Yeah. Well, so. before I go, you know, it's always so funny. Well, and I'm gonna leave you with this. What? Oh, really? Oh, thank you so much. You left me with that—that that shitty fucking joke that you wanted to wrap up on because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Just walk off the stage. They don't care if this uh, is what you're gonna leave them with. Why don't funny. you just leave now, you prick? <laughs> it's so funny though because. So many people do it though. Like, I'd say ninety percent of the comics do it, and that's all ego. That's all. Oh, I'm gonna leave you with this. Like, I'm so great. I'm just gonna leave you with this little tidbit. Get the fuck out of here, you son of a bitch. I think people listen to the wrong people sometimes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. They they listen to people that are way better than them. 
So, like, when you do that. You never hear Chris Rock wrap up a special and go, yeah, before I leave. <laughs> right. You don't hear Chappelle, you know, I'm going to leave you with this. <laughs> it's never going to happen. No. No, 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 nah, no, no. That's, that's comedy 101. Uh, do yeah. not say that, you idiot. Just fucking do your final joke and leave. It's so funny. That's my favorite thing. But the thing I loved about your rooms was... um. I tried to explain to someone. They said, wow, that room is so tough. And I go, yeah, it is. You know why? Because here you got people that are too dumb and think they're going to get into the cellar because they want to see Louis C.K. or Chappelle pop in. And they stand outside and they wait. And they can't get in. Mm -hmm. And then one of the this club's barkers let them know, hey, we have a comedy show over here. Sometimes guys from the cellar come in or whatever. We always have a great show. And they buy tickets or they acted like, is this a real club? Am I being scammed? Then you got to right. walk in the back, show them there's a comedy club back here. And they come in. So they're already pissed off they couldn't get in the cellar because yeah. they want to be one of the cool kids that went to the comedy comedy cellar go fuck yourself and uh even though the cellar is a great club but yeah, yeah. fuck the people not the the club i love them yeah. and um and they come in so they're already uptight they think they've been scammed in a back room and they're going to get kidnapped into a cult or something <laughs> so they're sitting there and then the mc goes up with a half shirt on and has no jokes mm. and shaking her tits oh you know and, and it's like and where are you from oh my god i'm so hot oh. my god. and then, you know and she's bombing like fucking syria and then she's gonna bring up the first act which my favorite was like when you would put me up first you're like just take the bullet i'm like oh I'll go wake them up. <laughs> <laughs> I gave people chances. Yeah, you did. You gave a lot of people chance. You gave people chances that nobody else would have. You're yeah. a good man, Kenny Warren. I gave people chances, man, and then we changed. Yep. And then, and then you just like, you know what? Tough, tough luck, bitch. Uh, you gotta like, you know, you gotta, you gotta. People have to work on getting better. Yeah, they think just because they have followers, they're funny. Um, I have 20,000 followers. Yeah, but are you funny? Can you go up and do... Can, do you have more than three minutes of material? Yes or no? More than no, five. you don't. You don't. So just keep it... Stay in your lane until you get five minutes and then call us. Five minutes, it takes uh, most people at least... A year and a half to get yeah. a good five minutes. And when you're when you're new at it, when you are under ten years, it takes that long because you're still figuring out who the fuck you are yeah. up there. It takes ten years to discover your voice and your point of view. So that first zero to ten, wipe it out. It's gone. Or take those old jokes and revamp them into your newer voice. Yeah. And then you spend ten to twenty years writing for that voice that you found. And then from twenty to thirty, I'm approaching thirty, which I'm excited because when you hit thirty, it's it's this euphoric where everything you say is a closing bit. Right. And, you know, and it's so amazing to be at that level. But it's like, you know, you takes time. It's levels. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's time. And these kids are like for five minutes for me, I can write in one in one day. Yeah. Go on stage. I'll have a new five, ten minutes because I've been doing this 27 right. years. And these kids act like I'm a year and a half in. Well, yeah, it's going to take you a year and a half for that five minutes. No, they think. And give they yourself got, time. I got a new five I'm working on. I'm like. Oh, oh my God! One time, oh, you're gonna love this. I was in Brooklyn. They had a they had an open mic before the show, at this little spot in Brooklyn Heights, and it's fun because I I work there a lot just because I use it to work out, and I'll, they give me a half an hour. So 
they had the open mic first and I was like, all right, I'll go up on the open mic and fuck around and then I'll do the show later. Right. So this guy goes up, he goes, uh, I'm going to work on this new joke. I said, motherfucker, all your jokes are new. You son of a bitch. You're fucking new. You don't have any fucking tried and true material. You idiot. Just sit down. The whole place went nuts. Like, because you know me, you know me, you've known me for a long time. Oh man. (laughs) I love my favorite thing to do to Kenny Warren is when someone's on stage, I'll roast him just for Kenny, and he'll go shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, I'm like, yo, if they, oh man, because people, uh, yeah, I do it just for you because so your reaction funny. is my favorite thing in the world. You, 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 you have no filter. Nope. And I, I, I like it. Because there's a lot of times what I'm thinking, so I'm like, she can get away with that shit. Yep. Me, I'll get canceled. But yep. me, I will laugh. Uh, yes, you will. I will laugh. I remember one night we were, we were down at the dojo, and this comic walked in, and I couldn't stand him. And I didn't say a word, and you and he walked in, and then he turned and walked out, and you looked at me and went, you can't play poker. <laughs> I mean. That made me laugh so yeah, you, you sh- I was like, damn. <laughs> what happened? Yo, you can't Something play poker. Something happened. <laughs> yeah. I can't hide my emotions. Something happened. That's all I knew. You always know where, where somebody stands with me. Just look at my face. Mm. Just look at my reaction. I don't hide it. I can't. So um, before we wrap this up, I always ask my comics, is there a joke that's your favorite joke that a comic has written that you wish you had written? Mm. Oh, I mean, it may be because I just saw this joke recently. Okay, that's fine. But um, uh, Johnny McDonald, I just did a show with him in Long Island, mm-hmm. and he said, um, "Man, um, during the pandemic, um, I lost my dog." Um, and then they was like, "Oh, he was like, yeah, man." DMX. <laughs> and, 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 and listen, this had nothing to do with it. A lady, in the, a lady in the audience said, DMX? What's that? He said, White lady. What's DMX? He said, Oh, it's a drug you take, and uh, oh and when you take God. it, it makes you bark like a dog. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> I was like, This is fire right here. <laughs> it was just, I was, I was laughing. <laughs> well, I'm laughing. That's hilarious. He said, DMX. Oh, God, that's hysterical. Yeah, that was dope. And I also ask, What is your favorite street joke? Tell us your favorite street joke. And I know you work at a barber shop in the day, and I know you motherfuckers roll and tell jokes all day long you gotta have a favorite i mean i the 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 main thing that we like talk about at the barbershop is that like the dudes in the wheelchairs man they just got the they cleanest shoes ever and if they don't have clean shoes that means they can really walk (laughs) they they fronting with that chair yep Oh, I love you, Kenny Warren. I love you, you. too. Uh, Thank you for doing the old school, new school comedy podcast. You're my homie. You're my family for life. And we ain't done yet. Oh, no. We're just getting started. And uh, I want you to tell everybody where we can find you on the socials. Okay. You can find me at uh, Instagram at underscore the above average black man. Um, You can find me on uh, Facebook at Kenny Warren. And you can find comedy shows at the Lab Vault, New York City, 30 West, 30th. Jewel Thief. 
Fantastic. And uh, you have any big shows coming up before then? Nah, nah. We just got the shows. The first two shows kick off the 21st and 22nd. That's a uh, Wednesday, Thursday. And where and can they get tickets for that? And uh, is there a website? Uh, there... The website, it, it, it'll be up tomorrow. It's uh, it's uh, the Lav Vault and um, dot com. And shit, we hope to turn that into the next hub. Uh, yes, and you will. I know you will. Yes. And I can't wait for it to open. Aww. I can't wait to be a part of it. Thank you. You guys, thanks for listening. Thank you, Kenny Warren, for yes. joining us. We've been Old School, New School Comedy Podcast, and we will talk at you next week. Deuces. Deuces.